Did you know that within a decade, women will hold $30 trillion in investable assets? Yet somehow, only 19% of women reported feeling confident in selecting investments that align with their long-term goals. Our friends at InvestHer are out to change that. InvestHerCon is the number one premier conference for women in real estate, and it's happening June 2nd through the 4th in Austin, Texas. InvestHerCon is not just another real estate conference. It's a transformational experience focused on real estate investing, business strategies, and self-care tactics, all designed to help women take control of their financial futures. Gain the knowledge and skills you need to grow your portfolio and build a sustainable business, all while connecting with over 500 women who are playing at the same level. To learn more and to get your tickets, visit InvestHerCon.com today and use the code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. That's InvestHer, H-E-R, Con.com, promo code 100BESTEVER to get $100 off your ticket. Residential real estate happens to be one of the best investment vehicles for the ordinary person because there's so much value that comes with owner occupancy. Before we get into it, I want to introduce you to Groundbreaker, today's sponsor and partner. They are an all-in-one suite of tools for small to medium-sized real estate syndicators. They've got a special focus on real estate syndicators with 1 million to 100 million assets under management. They help you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Groundbreaker will help you scale your business without the need to scale your overhead. So they're going to help reduce your costs because of the admin team that won't need to be as large. And they're going to help you reduce your risk of data breach because of the security systems that they have in place. They'll help you increase your revenue by growing your assets under management because you're going to be allowed to focus on the things that are most important, like business growth and operations, not those administrative logistics. And ultimately, they're going to help you elevate your company's brand and professionalism and investor experience because your investors are going to enjoy having this platform with all their information versus however you're currently doing it. Three things specifically about Groundbreaker I personally like. One, super easy to use from an investor standpoint and from a general partner standpoint. Two, it allows investors and general partners to fund electronically, meaning that a limited partner can complete their entire subscription and funding cycle without leaving the platform. And on the general partnership side, for distributions, you can set it up so that you can trigger bulk ACH payments within the platform. And then the last thing I really like about Groundbreaker is it's, well, it's cost effective. It's healthy to the bottom line. Their basic plan allows sponsors to sign up for as little as $100 per month with no limits on deals or investors. And you can read all about their pricing on their website. Speaking of their website, it is groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe, J-O-E. And when you go there, groundbreaker.co forward slash J-O-E you're going to get access to a pitch deck that the Groundbreaker team created so that you have a template should you want to use that and customize it for your own deal. So go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. Quick disclaimer, the views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to bestevershow.com. Hi, Best Ever listeners. Welcome to the Best Real Estate Investing Advice Ever Show. I'm your host, 
Theo Hicks, and today we'll be talking with Cynthia Cummins. Cynthia, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well, Theo. Thanks for having me on today. Oh, absolutely. And thank you for joining us. And I'm looking forward to our conversation. Before that, let's give a little bit of background on Cynthia. She is the owner of Kindred SF Homes and is based in San Francisco, California. She has 33 years of real estate experience. And in the last three years, she sold $80 million in San Francisco real estate. She also has a popular blog called Real Estate Therapy, where she writes about her passions and secrets about how transaction and transformation meet in real estate. You can check out her blog at realestatetherapy.org. So Cynthia, before we begin, can you tell us a little bit more about your background and what you're focused on now? I have been selling residential real estate in San Francisco for more than 30 years, which is kind of shocking to me as I say that out loud. I went into the business thinking, ah, I'll give this a try. And now here I am, three decades later, still doing it. And I woke up this morning, I have a significant listing that just debuted this week. It's a four and a half million dollar Victorian here in one of the nicest neighborhoods in San Francisco. And it is what I'm waking up with every morning thinking about it, worrying about it, strategizing about it. So that's what's on my list for today. And what I'm trying to do is follow my own advice about thinking about that listing and the work I have to do around it in a more holistic way so that I can give myself a break from all the worrying and the craziness that can go along with it. So let's talk about that. So it's not every day that <laughs> people have a multi-million dollar listing. And I, I definitely want to talk about some more of the tactic stuff. We can take a, a step back and talk about this advice that you have about approaching real estate in general or specific projects in a more holistic way. So do you want to kind of walk us through what that means, how that looks in your day-to-day life? Okay. So I'll kind of think about the listings that I have on my plate right now. There always seems to be a theme around the listings that I have at any one time. And the theme right now is people who are in the middle of huge transitions, moving from one stage in their life to another after owning a home for many, many, many years. And it is like lightning has struck their whole being. Everybody who's doing this is kind of in bits and pieces and trying to move forward in a very courageous way. The stakes here in San Francisco are so high. I don't even know what the median house price is right now, but I think it's around one and a half million. So just to show up, we're talking about big numbers and With big numbers come big emotions, and I have to figure out always how to manage my own as I stand and hold space for my clients to go through what they're going through. I don't know. Did that make sense? Totally. And actually, I can completely relate to what you're talking about right now because me and my wife are actually going through the same process for moving across the country for Mm -hmm. a new job. So yes, it's definitely very stressful, (laughs) but I would imagine the stakes are a lot higher when we're talking about price values that are four to five times higher than what we're looking at. So 
wasn't the conversations like, so for example, you've got a person who's going through this huge transition. Maybe talk about this specific deal you're having right now. You're listing it for $4.5 million. I'm sure it takes a long time to prepare and sell a house that large. And that comes with extra stress on their part as well. So what are some of the things that you are doing with them, saying to them to help them try their best to alleviate this emotional stress from, as you said, having their whole entire being struck by lightning? (laughs) The struck by lightning phrase came to me because every now and then I will pull out a deck of tarot cards and look at them just for fun to see what they might say. And there's a card in the tarot deck called the tower. And the tower is actually an image of a tower being struck by lightning and people sort of falling off the ramparts. And the thing is a flame. And it's a really scary card. If you get that card, it can make you feel really nervous. But it is such a great metaphor because really when you're struck by lightning, all kinds of possibilities open up. And it maybe means that, yes, this is really uncomfortable right now, but you're heading for something new and something that's really going to serve you better. So when I'm talking with my clients who are in the middle of having their tower dismantled, leaving one home for another, or leaving one part of the country for another, retiring, getting a divorce, whatever the situation is, I try to help them keep their eye on the fact that, yes, this is really uncomfortable. It takes a lot of work, takes a lot of focus, but you're moving towards something that is going to improve your situation. Usually you're heading for something that's going to be better. Yeah. I really like that metaphor. So moving into more specifics on this deal, and or you can talk about a different large deal like this. I was browsing through your website and saw that you do deal with these multi-million dollar deals. From your perspective, besides the um, besides the more emotional side of the deal, what else is different between these larger deals and these smaller deals from your perspective? Well, I must say that everybody, whether they're selling a million-dollar condo or a $6 million house in Hayes Valley here in San Francisco, their house is big to them, right? So it doesn't matter what the price point is. Everybody's concerns are really similar. So I repeat it again and again. But I think that for everybody, but especially in this higher price range when you are a wealthy person and one's idea of luxury begins to change. Like luxury becomes meaning. When you get to a certain point in your life, everything's Jake, you've got a good job, you've got good income, the family's fine. You aren't thinking so much about survival as you are thinking about the quality of your life and is there meaning in your life. So that's going on with these multi-million dollar sales. But at the same time, that person is also concerned with really nitty gritty stuff. Like, is there a powder room on the main level? And if there isn't, how am I going to get one? Okay. And something else I wanted to talk to you about. So Mm -hmm. let's say I've been an agent for a few years Mm -hmm. and I want to eventually build up to the point where I'm representing clients in higher and higher price ranges. What are 
some of the things I should start doing today so that in five, 10 years from now, I'm where you are? Well, I think that there are all sorts of resources and coaches and guides for how to build one's business, how to try and aim for a higher price point and that sort of thing. There's all sorts of different approaches to marketing. But the thing that I keep coming back to is that pretty much 95% of my business comes directly from sphere, from word of mouth, from referrals by past clients. So from the beginning and still, my whole focus is on serving that client, doing my best to build a relationship with whoever I'm working with so that they feel completely seen, held, and like I'm looking out for them. And I am looking out for them. And then I go out of my way to continue to nurture that relationship after the closing, after the transaction. And I'm also always looking to tell them the truth. For example, just in the last two weeks, I have talked four different sets of buyers out of writing offers on properties. They were gung-ho to proceed with writing an offer on a property, and I made a point of telling them why they shouldn't do it. So I think having this bigger vision for people and a Mm longer-term view is what makes all the difference. And if you do a great job for someone and they feel like you really got them and you listened to them and you spoke the truth to them, then they will tell everyone they know about you, the agent. And especially whenever somebody sends me a referral, whether that referral transacts or not, I immediately send a gift to the person who referred them. And that might take the form of a gift certificate for food delivery service, or I'll drop off a couple of bottles of wine, whatever it is. I acknowledge that in a physical way immediately. And that helps keep me top of mind. Could you give us a few examples on some of the things that you do once the transaction's over to continue to nurture that relationship? Well, I always circle back immediately to be sure that all the logistics have been handled. For example, if somebody's moving into a condo complex, I want to make sure that they've connected with the homeowners association to get all the information that they need to reserve the elevator for their move-in date and stuff like that. So it begins right then. And then afterward, I make a point of circling back every few months with a phone call. I also send out newsletters. I send a link to my blog to people if I think there's a topic that might interest them. And then I'll have little client events every now and then. So just continually finding a way to touch base with people. And one form it takes is touching base with my clients, not to talk about real estate necessarily, just to connect as a human being. And then the real estate just comes along with that. All right. Now for the money question. So you can apply this (laughs) to investors or agents or just in general, what is your best ever advice? (laughs) All right. So I actually have two answers for you. The first one goes like this. 
real estate is a lot like sex. You want to get lots while you're young. That's number I one. I think that's the title of the episode there. So thank you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but failing that, I think it's to always remember that it's a home. This is for residential real estate. And residential real estate happens to be one of the best investment vehicles for the ordinary person because there's so much value that comes with owner occupancy. But it's a home, not a house, primarily. First of all, it's shelter. It's where you live. It's where you die. It's the sanctuary. It's the place where you raise your family, where you rest. It's where you're at home. So first and foremost, a piece of real estate that you're going to live in is a home, and then it's a house. And it's important not to let the details of the transaction get in the way of making it a home. All righty. Are you ready for the best ever lightning round? I am. I'm kind of excited. I don't, you know, We'll see how I, mean, I do. You talked about lightning in the beginning of the episode, so it's, just, it's only after we had the best ever lightning round. <laughs> All right. Okay. But first, a quick word from our sponsor. Groundbreaker helps you increase productivity and investor satisfaction by automating fundraising, reporting, and investor relations through elegant and powerful workflows built by syndicators for syndicators. Go to groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe. That's groundbreaker.co forward slash Joe to get a free deal pitch deck template. Are you serious about taking the first step in the gateway to financial freedom? Then join Jake and Gino on a four-week course that will teach you how to become a multifamily real estate investor. Go to jakeandgino.com. That's J-A-K-E-A-N-D-G-I-N-O.com. All right, Cynthia, what is the best ever book you've recently read? Oh, Okay, this has nothing to do with anything, but the best thing I've read recently is Lincoln and the Bardo by George Saunders. And that is a novel. I love to read for pleasure. So that was a real pleasure. If your business were to collapse today, what would you do next? (laughs) I think I would go to move somewhere where it's really quiet and beautiful and I'd get a job working the counter at a diner. Besides your first deal and your last deal, what's the best ever deal you've done? Well, the first thing that popped into my mind was not necessarily the best deal, but it was the most lucrative and that was selling a $17 million estate in Atherton, California. Okay, so the next question is what deal did you lose the most money on? But I'm going to change it up a little bit and say, what are the deals you did that had the greatest difference between what the property was listed for and what it actually sold for? (laughs) Well, things in San Francisco tend to sell at or over their asking prices. But I had a condo for sale that I personally had developed with my then husband. And we had a buyer for it who was willing to pay, I forget what, the price was like 1.7 million or something like that. And there was some negotiating that went on. This buyer got a close look at the neighbor in the building who was not the nicest person ever. And after a couple of months, the buyer withdrew from the contract. So we put the place back on the market asking 1.5 and 
the morning of our debut, Tuesday Brokers Tour, was 9-11. And we eventually sold the property for, I think, 1-2. But that was just some bad timing. But it's okay. We survived. <laughs> what is the best ever way you like to give back? I like to listen and hold people in positive regard. And where I can, I like to tell them the things that are going to help them feel supported and courageous and happy. And I also want to tell them, if I can, what's getting in their way. Try and help them see that. And then lastly, what is the best ever place to reach you? You can get in contact with me via email, Cynthia at CynthiaCummins.com is one way. And then there's my realestatetherapy.org is my blog site or at my retail real estate website, which is Kindred SF Homes. That's Kindred as in Kindred Spirits, SF as in San Francisco, homes, plural.com. That's actually funny. When I read that, for some reason, I thought it was single family. I didn't connect <laughs> it to San Francisco. <laughs> so thank well, you for that's, that for me. Yeah, I meant to do that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's got dual meanings. All right, Cynthia, I really enjoyed this conversation. We started off deep talking about your holistic way of thinking. So you said that you identify themes around your listenings in certain periods of time. And right now, it's people are in the middle of huge transitions in their lives and you use the metaphor the tarot card of the tower being struck by lightning and the clients that you're presenting the theme is that they're being struck by lightning and that some of the things that you do to help with this emotional burden that they're going through is to let them know just like struck by lightning is that it opens up a lot of possibilities sure it's going to be uncomfortable it's going to take a lot of work and focus but it can open up to something new and you kind of reinforce that they are moving towards something that is going to improve their situation. So I really liked that approach. And then we moved into talking about the differences between small and larger deals. You did mention that regardless of how low or high the price is, it's still their home. So the concerns are generally going to be similar, but when you're dealing with these larger deals and wealthier people, the idea of luxury changes because it's less about survival and more about finding meaning and quality in their home. And that they're obviously still concerned with the nitty gritty. You get the example of the potter on the first floor. We also talked about what agents can do. Agents who are just starting out or have been doing it for a long time and want to increase the price range that they're dealing in. And you said that 95% of your business comes from word of mouth referrals. And then some of the tactical thing that you do is you will send someone a gift if they've referred you to someone, even if that doesn't result in a deal or anything. So that your whole focus is on serving the client and building a relationship so they feel like and they actually are being looked out for. And then you talked about some of the things that you do after the transaction is closed to continue to nurture and grow that relationship. Make sure all the logistics are handled. You gave the HOA example. Circling back, the phone call, not just talking about real estate, but talking, trying to connect on a human connection basis sending out a newsletter, your blog, and the client events, and then just telling the truth. And your example was, you've recently talked four clients out of writing offers on deals for reasons why it probably was not going to work with them. And you told the truth rather than just making something up so you can get the deal done. And then my favorite part of the episode, the best ever advice, 
<laughs> the title, the quote of the episode is, real estate is a lot like sex. You want to get lots while you're young. Obviously saying the earlier you get it, the more time you'll have to grow that portfolio and value the property. And then also to always remember that the property is a home first, and then it is a house or an investment or something else. But ultimately what it comes down to is it's a shelter. It's where you live, it's where you raise your family, it's where you sleep is where you ultimately die. So, Cynthia, again, really appreciate you coming on the show. I really did enjoy this conversation. Make sure you check out her blog at realestatetherapy.org. Take her up on her offer to send her an email to ask her questions, especially if you're an agent who wants to learn how she does what she does. That was Cynthia at CynthiaCummins.com. Cynthia, again, thanks for joining us. Best ever listeners, thank you as always for listening. Have a best ever day, and we will talk to you tomorrow.